0: Right guys, um, welcome to episode 4 of Leave It On The Mat A uh, bit of a special one for you today um, Me and James have just watched WCW Greed um, the, the forgotten pay-per-view of the WCW Times um, So yeah, um, it was the last pay-per-view for WCW And um, it was a hell of a show as well um, James, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, um, it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I'm trying to turn this into a positive, you know, sort of experience from watching it. I, it was like a flash from the past, really. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching this back in uh, March 2001, and the date was March the 18th. Right. So this is this is eight days before the last Nitro. Yeah, yeah. And it takes place at the Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum in Jacksonville, Florida. This replaced the WCW pay-per-view Uncensored. Okay. So Uncensored had been a pay-per-view for five years or something like that prior to Greed. So Greed is the first and the last of its uh, yeah. its kind, really. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the last pay-per-view under WCW before the WWF and Vince McMahon take over. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: 20 years exactly coming up and since we said goodbye.
0: Yeah, it's, well it's quite emotional, wasn't it, when you were watching it? I found myself quite emotional, especially looking at the superstars and everything. Um. Yeah. Obviously, we'll go through the matches. You know, in in due course. But yeah, I mean, my my first reaction is obviously when you saw the Titan try and everything. Um. You know the the crowd just loved it, don't they? They were they're huge fans. Yeah, I they mean, had a massive um, fan base, didn't it? WCW. You
1: could tell that the loyal fan base, even though it held only five thousand people in attendance, were there to hold their hands till yeah. the very end. Yeah. I thought um, it opened with a good, solid promo by DDP before the show opens to the pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah. Straight into the action to the commentary team of Tony Shivani and Scott Hudson.
0: Yes, yeah. Tony looking very different to what he looks like now. He was
1: very clean uh, shaven, <laughs> wasn't he? And uh, yeah, to to he's completely different to what he is now, but... <laughs> Nevertheless, he um, delivers as always. Yeah. He's got so much passion yeah, yeah. and he explains everything very well to the best of his ability. Yeah. And he didn't stop throughout that, did Oh, no. He was very solid. Yeah. Scott Hudson did the little filling in bits, yeah. but um, Tony Schiavone was very much the, the mouth of WCW then, yeah, um, yeah. as well as what JR was for WWF yeah, at the time.
0: He had a great voice as well, Tony I you? really yeah, like... liked
1: him. He's got one, he still is now in AEW, and I think it's great how ironic it is that the two big announcers at the time working at Separate Promotions yeah. are now collaborating with each other on AEW. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. So, should we get into the matches and yeah. talk a well, bit about the show? Yeah, to well, I
0: mean, 100%, because, I mean, let's just talk about this first match. Which um, obviously, I mean, I can't remember the card. I don't know if you can remember the card, but we were very surprised to see these two guys at the start, weren't we?
1: Yeah. So the show opens with Quiwi versus Jason Jet. Now, I remember seeing Quiwi. I can't couldn't remember his name, but I remember seeing that sort of character mm. back in the time. Because you go, oh, I remember him. I remember him. He was a colourful character, yeah, and so yeah. and so on. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, it all comes back to you. This was a trip down memory lane for us. Yeah. Because we were watching WCW from sort of the back end of 1998 into 99. So this is what they call the downfall. I never ever look at it as this as the downfall of WCW. No. This is why I'm trying to be positive about this because yeah, yeah. when I watched it, I was 14 years of age.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the action, I like the wrestling, and that was it. Yeah. It's not the best time in the period, we know. And we'll probably talk more about that in another show. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that from a wrestling fan at the age of fourteen, I'd stick anything on and watch it simply yeah. because it was wrestling. I like the, the Supporting both promotions, and I liked watching wrestling, and that was it for me. But watching it back, it was great still to see to see everything. Yeah, you'd pick up things, and you're like, oh, was that really what happened?
0: But, mm, yeah, but anyway,
1: yeah. yeah. Let's get to queewee versus Jason Jets. So this is Jason Jets' uh, debut pay per view. Yeah, yeah. So queewee comes out, and I'm thinking, "Good Lord Almighty! You look like Ace Ventura <laughs> having a bad hair day." <laughs> And he had these bright pink pants on. He looked like, he looked a bit like a genie on a pantomime (laughs) stage, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) God, Uh, what was, yeah, his hair was mental. Like, how was it staying up? Like,.
1: Must have oh. had some really good V O five in there yeah. or something like that. And he that. looked
0: really old with that face as well, didn't he? Like he did, with that hair. <laughs>
1: he did he did look very old. But like this is as well, like did you notice throughout the show how many people were well oiled eh? Yeah. Yeah. They were tanned to the max. You've yeah. been on tan beds or sun beds, sorry. Yeah. And every one of them, or majority of them, had really, really strong (laughs) talents. And then there was big gold chains on a lot of the wrestlers. Yeah. So big gold chains and well-oiled wrestlers. If that was the (laughs) shit back then, then yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I saw anyway. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, they were very oily. (laughs) Yeah. Very oily. So, you know, few good moves to point out in this match. Powerbomb reversal by Kweewe. Oh, wow. I was really impressed with that. That was uh, that was amazing. Not yeah. seeing anything like that in a long time. In fact, probably not seeing anything. Yeah, like
0: God, that, that was um, it. Could have it could have really hurt them both, but he pulled it off really well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they were going backward and forward. Good opening for the mm. show. Solid. The crowd were into it. They were just warming up, weren't they? Uh, Jet gets the win with the crash landing. What a great pay per view debut for Jet. I just think it's a real shame. It's on their last ever show. Yeah. So he yeah. didn't get it. It was his. It was his little moment of fame, claim to fame, and that was it.
0: I'd love to know the story behind that. I wonder if there's like anything deeper behind that character.
1: It would be interesting. It would be really because this was when the cruise were sort of battling it out to keep. Yeah. You know they they wanted to keep keep the keep the engine going, didn't they? Want the show must go on. Mm, yeah. And th- and every time I saw it, from when I watched W until they ended it. It was the cruiserweights for me that really were the oh, stars. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, hundred um, percent.
1: So you know, I mean, um, yeah, Jason, Jet, and Kiwi. Yeah.
0: What did you think of all the um, the limp biscuit caps in the crowd? There was a lot of you were caps, you were telling me,
1: weren't you? Was going, oh my god, look at this! And then yeah. you were really bothered by some guy having a Goldberg sign <laughs> upside down. Oh,
0: yeah. There was a young kid. Bless him. Who just had his Goldberg sign upside down for pretty much the whole match, but then I, th- I think his dad told him that it was upside down, so it was all right. But oh, yeah, well, um, yeah, there was loads of people with like Fred Durst caps. I think Fred Durst was big back then, though, wasn't he? Like that
1: was when the chocolate star, the yeah. album came out, hot dog <laughs> flavored water. I think everybody at school had a red, a red NY cap. Oh yeah, and if it wasn't red, yeah. it'd be black. Yeah. yeah, it was that time, wasn't it, when it was popular? Yeah, massively. So. Anyway, after that match, we cr- it's next to crown the first ever WCW Tag Team Champions. Oh yeah,
0: this is great.
1: I find this a little odd as mm. it's finishing. Why introduce a new belt right now mm, in yeah. the last week of WCW? I find it a bit strange. The only thing that I can come up with is it was to give them some sort of thanks for all yeah. the hard work yeah. that the Cruiserweight division has given to the company. Yeah, I
0: think that's a good, very good point.
1: I just think that's the way that they've gone about it, which is fantastic. That's the way I believe, because I like, as a wrestling fan, to use my own imagination. I don't yeah. like negativeness on, um, on people writing shit about one another. I don't believe in it. I, as a wrestling fan, like supporting the product making my own opinions. Hey, this is what this podcast is all about. Because opinions, whether you like it or you don't like it, it gives you creativity. It makes you make your own story. Oh, yeah. Because it draws you in and it's like, you know, you get them options then, don't you, to to make out the way you want it to play.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. 100%.
1: so anyway, so. um Primetime Elex Skipper and Kid Romeo versus Kidman and Rey Mysterio, the filthy animals. What do you reckon to the filthy animals?
0: I loved the filthy animals back then. I just loved like how they were like really cool and just like they had really good music. Yeah. Big fan of Rey Mysterio, big fan of Kidman as well. And obviously Conan was obviously involved in that too. But yeah, I loved them too. Kidman and Rey Mysterio I think my two personal highlights of WCW. Brilliant well,
1: wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and we we all know uh Rey Mysterio goes on to having huge success with the WWE. Oh yeah, massive. Yeah. So we don't need to say no more about that. Yeah. I regard him as possibly the greatest cruiserweight of all time in wrestling history. Oh yeah, I think I, I think so because he was just great, and that's it. He yeah. he he is amazing. What he's done for the business he, in all these promotions he's worked at, it was nonstop.
0: 100%, yeah. He was just electrifying, wasn't he?
1: Definitely. Kidman uh, is involved four months later with the WWF Invasion storyline. Having matches with X-Pac, I mean, for the WCW Cruiserweight and WWF Light Heavyweight titles. Yeah. Kidman, you were saying to me when we, whilst we were watching this pay-per-view that you find him probably underused, underrated I than he should so. be.
0: Yeah, I, I, 100%, I think so. I yeah. think, I mean going back to then obviously he was cruiserweight back then wasn't he, in WCW but i mean go, going on to WWE, i was just expecting a little bit more from him i just thought he was going to be like a solid mid-carder in my opinion
1: yeah and yeah and nothing really
0: me. happened about it he had su- he's got such a great move set as well and such a great look yeah like he just looks like a really good superstar like a really good face as well and I just don't think he was used.
1: Never uh, got out of that cruiserweight no. uh, division, did he? I mean, I found him. He was
0: like a big cruiserweight, though. Like a, he wasn't like the kind of classic cruiserweight. He was like a big, bigger cruiserweight,
1: wasn't he? He was bigger than a lot of the guys. Yeah. I thought that you could push him into the United States heavyweight yeah. championship picture more. Yeah. This is something that we'll go on um, later on talking about. What if and if the yeah, stars. Yeah. Should have gone further in. Should have they have been in that division? Should have they not been mid card and pushed up the ladder? Should have they not been there? We'll we'll cross that bridge. I'm yeah. sure we'll have big WCW topics later on in line, but yeah. just to run through this show, I mean, um, Kidman was great. I didn't think he was used that well in the WWF into the WWE period. No, no. It was sad the way it planned out. He remained there to to be um a producer and a trainer for a while and then it sort of phased out for
0: Yeah, him. yeah, it's a shame. It, it is. It's a real, real shame.
1: But then we've got two more guys in this match. Elex Skipper. Now, I thought um, he was uh, one of those underrated cruiserweights. Yeah. I, again, another guy who I thought had amazing potential. Yeah. Um, Thrown in the ring with, like, Landstorm in Team Canada. I'm sure he was in a Canadian team in TNA as well along with Bobby Roode but I'll have to uh, research that I just yeah, vaguely yeah. remember him being involved in that he was mm. he was, he went on to do some good things with TNA yeah, in a yeah. tag team and uh, I, I I, highly rated Elex like, Skipper. I don't think he gets enough credit that he deserves no yeah
0: he's just a really good athlete wasn't he a really good athlete
1: yeah and then you've got Kid Romeo now Kid Romeo um, goes on the independent circuit and retires several years later after this um, yeah. pay per view, but he was a, he he came out to sort of your Ricky Martin, yeah, living David Alonka, yeah. and he he looked um, again really like something <laughs> off the of strictly come dancing, <laughs> didn't he? So yeah, uh, he was um, another um, well oiled. Full Monty, wasn't he? Yeah. Pretty
0: much. Do you remember his video as well? He was like on the beach and with like seagulls flying around and
1: stuff. <laughs> and like. On the Titan truck Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but I think he actually stood out um, in this match. And obviously, he got the pinfall at the end as well, which was. He did, yeah. That, that was, was a really a great, move. Great, great move, wasn't it? A great spot at the end.
1: Yeah, it was very good. It sort of it was a bit, bit like a brain buster style, wasn't it? Like yeah. a Reverse brain buster. That was great. Um,
0: did you like it when they danced at the end, him and Elex?
1: Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> a, bit, a bit like I had a bit of a glimpse of Three Count, the days of Three Count. Do you remember Three Count? Yeah. I mean, Courageous did. and Co. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that was it, I mean, the music was really catchy. Yeah,
0: it was. Very, it? Like, very like Ricky funky.
1: Martin funky style. <laughs> but there's some great spots in this match. Yeah. Great yeah. set-up power bomb from the second rope by Kidman. Kidman also hits his... Um, Oh yeah, there. His, his signature move, the shooting star off the uh, top rope. I thought he was the master of this move. Yes. He also used it um, from different angles, hit it from yeah. different angles. I mean he, he must he hit it so agile, agile, you know, yeah. the way he, he, he did. I mean he just lands and he, he dives at it, doesn't
0: yeah. he? Yeah, it's it looks really cool. It looks really cool when you see it.
1: Yeah. I mean there's uh, Romeo does a solid guillotine leg drop. In this match. Yeah. There's lots of high-risk manoeuvres. They're all executed to perfection. Romeo, like we say, ends up getting the win. Um, I just love this match, and I, for me personally, I thought without a doubt this was the best match on the whole card. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you on that.
1: So, yeah, so we'll crack on. The third match, Stacey Keebler comes out and looks ridiculously sexy. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, if I had an office and I worked indoors, I would be looking for a Miss Hancock receptionist <laughs> just exactly like her.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't deny it, can you, really? Um, good old Miss Hancock, she she was there for the uh, leg Legs 11. once She you, had the much. best legs I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: The best legs on a diva ever in the yeah. history of the WWCW WWE. So, uh, here he comes, the Mecca of manhood. <laughs> Sean Stasiak.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was he's well, I feel like as the matches went on, people just get more oiled. And like yeah. he was like super oiled again, wasn't he?
1: He was uh, he looked like a very beefed up <laughs> and very much, you know, like he was pumped up like and he looked a bit like a pumped up Patrick Swayze. <laughs> so, um yeah, he uh, he goes up against Bam Bam Bigelow. One of the uh quarter, one of sorry, um <clears throat> one other quarter of the stars of this pay per view are no longer with us, passing yeah. at a very young age well, at very young ages. Yeah. This is only twenty years ago, so a lot of them could be enjoying retirement now and still being involved in wrestling to a degree, yeah, don't you yeah,
0: think? Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean Stasiak he he doesn't really live up to his dad, does he? He um he he sort of like yeah, it didn't really happen for no, him, did it was, really?
0: It, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I thought this match was pretty pointless.
1: It's not long that, he, yeah, I think, I agree. I mean, it's not he's not long been on this singles run and he's just broken away from the Natural Born Thrillers, yeah, which yeah. his tag team partner was Mark mm-hmm. Um This entrance music is a bit of a rip-off to Fatboy sleeves right <laughs> yeah. here, right now. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, I I found yeah. that was the case. Yeah, so, it was
0: a bit of a strange one, wasn't it that? Um that kind of when that kind of turned on.
1: I mean, but to yeah, I mean, to, but to cut a long story short, this match was a filling in time yeah. on the card. It was only uh, about 5 minutes long. Basically Stacy just distracts the referee, which allows Stacy to spray her hair spray in Bigelow's face. He then hits his neck breaker finishing move, which I think is boring myself as a finishing yeah, move. No one likes a neck breaker finishing move. Not really. You know, it's something that you'd be stuck with if you're starting out on SmackDown yeah. a game and you have to like win <laughs> matches to get you build up your thing. Yeah. I don't know how it works now, but back then, you know, I used to like copying moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and putting the good moves on. Yeah. Not just a neck breaker. I used to hate that when you used to change all the moves. It used to take ages. But uh, anyway, Stasiak re- um, retired from wrestling in two thousand and ten. Before that he had just over a year in the WWF WWE. After that I guess he wrestled I guess he wrestled in the independent scene as I I never really heard it about no, him again. No, no. So I don't really know what happened after that, but mm. um yeah, I mean it it didn't really work for him after the W C W folded over, did it? He was more of a jobber.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%.
1: But uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, um, he worked in, in, in the independent scene before his death in 2007. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I suppose Stacy went on to go with George Clooney.
1: Stacy did go out with George Clooney, <laughs> he? Lucky George. <laughs> I think is she that, was the highlight
0: is, of that section once she pretty much. I think that's what everyone was looking at really. No one with, cared about the match. What did is there? it with
1: women and doctors and E.R.A. I mean, honestly, it's, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, I mean, I know I'm going great. Maybe they like the Light George look. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should carry that on. <laughs> Get some sort of trend going on. So um, next match we have Team Canada, Lance Storm and Mike Orson versus Conan and Hugh Morris. Mm, yeah, interesting um, one, Lance. As usual, gets interrupted, and he isn't serious for a minute, which he wants to be. Does not get his beloved Canadian national anthem played. I feel that the success came quickly, but also was took away from him way too soon. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, and well, he had that run where he was like he had loads of belts, didn't he? And um, even though him and Awesome make a pretty good team, I thought. Yeah, like they looked, connected well, yeah, didn't I they? Again, they had that looked, chemistry. Yeah, they had a really good team. But yeah, I mean I was a big fan of Lance back in WCW. Um I thought his character was great. He was like a really good heel. Um, kind of
1: kind of um like was the WCW's version of Kurt Angle, yeah, wasn't Yeah, yeah. But not, not, not used to that no. sort of like level. But nevertheless, I didn't think he had enough time to shine. No. no. This was like the this was like um you know nine months. In nine months, he wins, you know, nine months prior, sorry, he wins the United States Heavyweight, to uh, Cruiserweight and Hardcore Championships. Yeah, yeah. You know, in rapid succession. Mm. And um, first and only wrestler in the WCW history to hold three titles at the same time. Oh, yeah. So he was the first, you know, WCW superstar that, I mean, you said this to me, actually, and I was like, oh, I might check this. But you was right, so he was the first WCW superstar to invade a WWF programme.
0: Yeah, I remember, yeah.
1: And I think this was, I think it was on an episode of Raw.
0: Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, he never had made the impact I was expecting him to make in the WWE. No,
0: no, it's a shame.
1: Yeah, I, I found that um, it was disappointing as I have always been a big fan of his work ethic, yeah. So yeah, did I, they carry on that gimmick
0: with him? I, they
1: called yeah the Un-Americans, right? So yeah. basically, they went to the WWE. It was the anti-American group, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Not the best name, but no, yeah, no. they they obviously didn't want didn't like Team Canada coming back. They just yeah changed. Yeah. That was a bit silly. Yeah, it was a bit didn't work. Fair. Um, but I can say the the same about Mike Orson as I have about Lance Storm. Um, he was a big, strong powerhouse wrestler. Yeah. So sad for us to see another gifted athlete pass on. They both came from W C Sorry, from ECW. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I um, I feel that the short time they were in WCW, they gained two great stars from a rival promotion. Yeah. So um, I mean, in this match, really, the highlight for me was this great, awesome bomb. Yeah,
0: he was great at power bombs, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Good old man.
1: Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, awesome bomb on to Hugh Morris. Yeah. And then Lance distracts Co, stops Conan from getting in the ring to make the save for his partner. And then Orson pins it and uh, gets Team Canada gets the win.
0: Yeah, as it should be.
1: Yeah, I mean Hugh Morris just mentioned Hugh Morris. We pretty much know building Mott's WWE story. He was a trainer. Yeah, yeah. Working within the de- developmental system, after a lot of problems with the company, he was released. I'm not sure what happened. I think it was to do with the development stars not being happy with him maybe he was harsh on them I've heard all the, lots of different reasons but yeah he got happened. let yeah. go you know yeah. you never know what the uh, what's going on do you behind the scenes no, but he, no. he he got released the, the, there was obviously a major problems there yeah no, so um, I obviously do not know the facts so I can't really go into that yeah we don't really
0: talk about that I'm too not, much I'm
1: not an expert in that field I just know what I think about wrestling so um Conan. Let's talk about Conan. He goes on to wrestle um, for other promotions, including TNA. Uh, He's also a manager for what I think um, and I thought was his next big story with LAX.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah
1: um very solid on the mic
0: yeah yeah really good on the mic
1: i i i was a uh, a big fan of his
0: yeah he was he was a big personality wasn't he like you could tell it from the in the in the ring he was a big personality. large ego yeah 100% large ego. Yeah. but
1: i but that worked well with his Definitely. character i really yeah. did like his all i thought that was cool yeah he was he was a good character yeah i really like him so whatever angle he was thrown in he was like really well Spoken on the mic, he mm. stood out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I want to talk to you about this now. We have seen in this show a lot of these backstage promos, um, being shot to look cheap and tacky. Yeah, didn't you say a bit like a found footage? Yeah,
0: it just looked basically what was happening. Um, they kept going in the back, didn't they? And they kept like interviewing the um, Magnificent Seven, which was obviously the state flare stable at the time and um yeah it was it was like um like a fake found footage thing where it was like kind of like someone was like holding the camera and like walking around and stuff like that and it had like on, on the screen didn't it it had like record and like the lines it just looked a bit kind of cheap yeah um, yeah it
1: was it was very much like it became a bit of the buff bagwell show didn't yeah, it Behind the yeah the scenes and then you had dusty roads and dustin um, they were like pissing about at the back, weren't they? Yeah, it they was just, just
0: yeah, they just get farting.
1: <laughs> so what was it a Bur- big big tray of burritos yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, burrito uh, farts uh, yeah, from there was Dusty. Bit a bit of a bit of a too, bit too much for me. Yeah, but, uh, it was probably yeah. too much for them in the locker <laughs> yeah, room. Probably, well. probably. <laughs> Scott Steiner's promo. So he's doing pull-ups <laughs> in the shower, and he's shouting at the camera. And I don't know about you, but I couldn't hear a word he said. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, like, it was
1: just... It was like, I I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Take a breath, talk, shout, but don't shout like you can't say anything. It It was, was,
0: yeah, it was, like, really short as well. He was just doing some, like, push-ups or press-ups or whatever. He was so small, but it looked like it was in a shout. he was doing pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was doing pull-ups. It was just so tiny little area and Medeja was next to him as well it was just like why are we here
1: it's like in a gym changing room yeah like why
0: are we here kind of thing
1: I thought it was a very disappointing promo by a world champion to set up a main event yeah
0: yeah Yeah. poor Uh, anyway we'll cut
1: cut back to the action next uh, it's the WCW Cruiserweight Championship match between Sugar Shane Helms Uh, the challenger takes on the champion Chavo Guerrero now, this was actually how I wanted Helms to come to the WWF, but he became the Hurricane. Now, I wasn't a, ever a fan of this gimmick, but it got over, obviously, and a lot of fans loved it. Mm. Maybe he loved doing it, yeah, which I, mean, I think yeah. he carried it on, so he obviously yeah. did. He had, I thought, a good um, amount of success in running the WWE, Chavo went on to uh, be reunited um, to form a tag team with the late, great Eddie Guerrero Yeah. to become the Los Guerreros. Yeah. So they had success as a tag team, winning tag team gold. I thought that Chavo uh, was a very solid, hard-working wrestler um, that had uh, that character gimmick of it's all about family.
0: Yeah, I think with Chavo, especially in the ring as well, um, he's very consistent. He's... Like, he, he never makes any mistakes, does he? He carries people and I just he was just a really solid performer. Yeah. Not kind of flash in a flashy way, but just kind of like, you know, really solid in the ring. And I thought it was I thought it was a good match this one, actually.
1: Yeah, I I did, I did. This I think this was the third match in there. Trilogy so far. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they ended up having a match eight days later on Nitro where Helms would retain again against Chavo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they had matches at Sin and uh, Super Bowl Revenge prior because I was yeah. watching those two leading up to this uh, Greed pay per view, just so I could uh, refresh my memory on the feuds and the storyline yeah, there. yeah. You know, with the closing chapter of uh, WCW. But uh, no, Helms hits a rever and reverses a vertebrae breaker, Yeah, yeah, uh, To good. connect one, two, three, and he wins his first cruiserweight title. Mm, yeah. So I thought that was, you know, I thought that was probably the second best match on the card. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, obviously, cruiserweights really carrying it, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're they're carrying this card really mm. well. It's very strong by the cruiserweights. Uh, next, uh, we have the WCW Tag Team Championship. The challengers, totally buff. Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell versus the champions, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo.
0: This was funny, wasn't it?
1: This was, yeah, I mean, this was... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So these two are well-oiled up like two male strippers. <laughs> <laughs> they they look like something from Magic Mike. I mean, uh, Butler's in the buff, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're bragging about uh, retiring Goldberg. I mean, this yeah. watching this back to Super Bowl revenge when they retired Goldberg. I mean, he started this streak up again to 35 and oh a The streak ended when Nash beat him at yeah. Starcade yeah. in 98. And they started this thing up again with Goldberg, this streak thing again. And this is when you lost all these stars. So Goldberg's on out the door now. You've got no Nash, no Hall, no Hogan. I mean, it was constantly their show, wasn't it? It was getting very tiring because they were just focused on them. And these are the guys that were earning the big bucks. A
0: huge amount of books. I mean, how much
1: they got paid is beyond me. I mean, they they just got mega, mega books, didn't they? But, I mean, the whole Goldberg thing that I watched at Super Raw Revenge was a joke to me. I I didn't like that. I'm not... uh, I can't say I've ever been a big fan of these two guys. No. Uh, Bagwell no. and uh, Lex Luger. I mean, I can't I can't say I'm I'm a big fan of Luger because um and he's not my cup of tea. Um nothing ever seemed to work for him in the years that I watched him. Yeah. So I, to be fair, I I saw him in his later career, so in his last couple of years at WCW, to be fair. Yeah. You know, I'm being yeah. fair here. But then when I watched him I don't know. All I have heard, and that is that he had good success in the early to mid nineties. But mm. you know, I mean, I need to go back and see this because he he just he never he never did anything for me. It was just a
0: bit stale, wasn't it? Just like
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I just I mean, he he had that Lex Express tour in WWF yeah. back in the nineties that I I watched in a documentary. They were building him up to be the next Hogan, and it just never worked. Nice. You know the old American flag; it was just old. Yeah. Hogan did that. You know they didn't sort of move forward. They tried, and I—I I, I mean, what I saw of it, it didn't work.
0: He was just—he just lacks personality, I think. Yeah. On the mic.
1: Yeah. I—I like... I, I, yeah, I'm. I, I just I'm just sorry. I'm just not really a fan. I mean, yeah. buff bag well, good finishing move, but again. Yeah. Uh, wasn't really a fan, sadly. No,
0: he he was like the wrestler of that. Was, just made you laugh, didn't he? Like he was a bit of like take the piss wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah, like.
1: yeah. He, I mean, he filled in some matches and that, and he, he had a he had a few. I think he had a WCW tag belt under him, if I remember right. But that that was it. Nothing else. Do you like
0: his theme music?
1: Buff is the stuff, and the girls can't <laughs> get enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a bit, of a bit of a funny thing, but, but then this was going back in the time, even the WWF had Val Venus's music, yeah, so yeah. was, you know, you've got to give him that, haven't you, yeah, it was okay, but yeah, just not really my,
0: No. not no. really
1: a fan, sadly. No. Chuck Palumbo, he was okay in the following years, he came back to the WWE with a biker gimmick, um, I mean, it was a I shame it didn't. That. It was a shame it didn't really work. But um, him that and was,
0: o- yeah, but I remember that gimmick because it took him like ten minutes to kind of get to the ring. He was like riding around it, wasn't it? It's like, too
1: much like of an Undertaker, yeah, yeah kind yeah, of definitely. thing for me. I mean, uh, but him and O'Hare sadly were starting to become a red hot tag team by the sounds of looking and and watching this pay per view. Yeah. For it all to go downhill after Nitro, I found their WWF Invasion run really disappointing. I mean, yeah. it was over and done before it really began.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a shame with that one. Good I time mean, to
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, two really young guys and promising yeah. for the future. I mean, I like this team. I just wish that they had more time to shine. I thought that they deserved it. Um, Sean O'Hare was a talented guy inside and outside the wrestling ring with a mixed martial arts and kickboxing background very sad what happened and how he died but he did have three successful WCW runs as a tag champion I mean anyway cut to the chase this is a complete squash match isn't yeah.
0: it how good was the Swanton Bomb though
1: the Shaun Tom. Bomb. oh
0: yeah the Shaun Tom Bomb. yeah the Shantombomb bomb oh, he did was two didn't he great
1: and I heard Palumbo's super kick was called the jungle kick oh interesting so at least he didn't call it oh a super kick yeah it was a jungle yeah. kick but yeah Anyway, yeah, he he does two super kicks on both opponents. Then uh, Sean does his two Sean Tom Bombs on both of them. He hits them perfectly and they retain the tag team titles. Yeah,
0: and they can go back to the beach and go for a surf again, can't they? <laughs>
1: they can, yeah. But. Yeah, I'm glad that this happened. I I don't think it it was would uh, would have been right putting the belts on totally buff. No, they were stupid there. Idea. They were there to put the young talent over. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best thing they've done. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Probably the best thing they've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I thought it was great. It was just like I say. Shame for Palumbo and O'Hare not to mm. ever really escalate. After
0: yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, next we've got Ernest the Cat Miller versus Canyon. So Cat. He was a bit of a self-proclaimed godfather incorporated um, this James Brown inspirational gimmick, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Um weird one, isn't it the cat? Um he had a really good like he had a, he was good on the mic and everything, but I don't know if you noticed when you were watching the match like Canyon was really carrying him and Ernest the Cat Miller he was just doing, like, punches and kicks. He barely did any moves. No, He did, like, Canyon, a suplex, and that was it, I think.
1: I I agree with you. Canyon was really carrying that match. Yeah. It just goes to show how good Chris Canyon actually really was. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, yeah, in this time period, Ernest Miller is the commissioner in WCW. Um, I like the free liner finisher.
0: Yeah no yeah the kick yeah the kick is that cool. was about the yeah. only
1: thing that I thought was good on Ernest's side in that match yeah yeah um the same with Canyon's finisher the flatliner I uh, do so like you've that free liner Goodness. and the Flatliner. Mm. bit of a bit of a nice sort of connection there yeah. Chris Canyon would go on to the invasion in the WWF where he had a couple of months being involved in title matches. He was given um, the United States heavyweight title by Booker T, wasn't he? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, On an episode of uh, SmackDown. As he was holding the WCW heavyweight title at the time as well, Um, this was Booker T. So um, he held the title for about several weeks, if I remember right. Um, He then reformed his tag team alliance with DDP.
0: I remember that, yeah.
1: um, Where they captured the WWF Tag Team Championships. Not long after this, um, he spent the remainder of his time in the WWE on um, the B shows. Now I remember him seeing him on things like Velocity, mm. and yeah, after that, not really anything happened for no, him. No, he kind um, of
0: fizzled out for him, didn't it? Really,
1: but um, many wrestlers and people in the business highly praise him. I, um, I, I've heard on this on talk is Jericho where Chris Jericho. Really praises him and other wrestling pod and on other wrestling wrestling podcasts to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, another sad ending to a good all around talent. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's very sad. I think
1: again, he, his men. His name always seems to get mentioned, and it's like you don't realize, do you, how much this you know some people do for business. Yeah, yeah. Not the big no. names as no, well.
0: No, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. It is a shame, old Chris Canyon.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just it was. It,
0: sometimes it felt like they didn't know what to do with him. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Because
0: he like in that match was he like a psychopath or he was supposed to be like a psycho, wasn't he, or something? Yeah. Like, it's it
1: sort of like he wasn't. I don't know. He looked a bit like oh I've turned up to yeah, work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of
1: like he wasn't the Chris Canyon that no. I remembered. A year prior in WCW, Mm. he was a bit more energetic and he was sort of carrying this match. I don't know what what he was thinking at the time, but uh, anyway. Uh, The next one is the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship match. So, Booker T has to go through Steiner to get to um, Bookie's rematch for redemption against Scott Steiner. Mm, So, he goes up against Scott's brother, Rick, for this. Yeah. So, um Booker T is the biggest face, no doubt. And over with the crowd. Um, but the WCB, Big pop uh, for him, wasn't it? Oh, huge, huge. I mean, he's hard working. I mean, he has a great style of wrestling or wrestling style. Um, and he's got a very cool character.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Um, this is a slow match with lots of kicks and punches thrown. Booker T is very athletic. He's three to four good moves. Yeah. Uh, Rick Steiner plays a good heel, but doesn't deliver anything special in this match. No, uh, I didn't think, but I never really thought Rick Steiner as a singles guy. No,
0: I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan. Of him, don't don't get
1: me wrong. The Steiner brothers never yeah. yeah, they work very well. They mm. bounce off each other. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember them having uh, some good tag team matches, but as an individual, no, I, di- I did. not f- I thought Steiner, Rick Steiner plays a good heel. I'd say that Scott's the more um, dominant one out the yeah. two. Yeah. But um, as a tag team, no, I think they're very good. But no, not as an individual. So um, Booker ends up getting the win. as Shane Douglas interferes and hits Steiner with his sort of his cast over his arm. Doesn't yeah, he? Yeah,
0: I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Because I I would have preferred Booker to win cleanly. To be fair. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, this was all stemming back to when Steiner yeah. beat him for the US belt, mm. wasn't it, on uh, on Nitro? Yeah. Because I don't think Shane Douglas had long with the belt. No. He won it at Sin, but then lost it again on Nitro, and then, yeah, it was it was disappointing, really. Yeah. I thought it was odd how a heel hits another heel. Yeah, that's, but, yeah,
0: it's a bit of a weird one.
1: Yeah, so he hits him over the head, Um, Rick Steiner turns around, and it's a bookend, and we have a new United States heavyweight champion. Yeah. So eight days later, Booker T retains the championship, books his date with Steiner. So um, this is a title for title match at the last ever Nitro. Uh, Booker then goes on to being a key inspirational figure in WCW, invading the WWF. Um, Also a long and successful career.
0: Amazing career.
1: Um, in the in the WWE and also in TNA, he yeah. did a good run in TNA. Like we said last week, yeah. he um, he came at the back end of 2007 and uh, was involved heavily in title matches with Joe in the 08 period. Yeah, yeah. So um, I also like him as a commentator.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do as well. Yeah, I thought he was great.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Rick Steiner, the veteran in this match, I never saw him work um, well as an individual talent. To me, you know, really. But uh, nevertheless, a legendary tag team wrestler. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think we can all agree on that.
1: So, the second to last match, um, we've got um, more tag team action. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair versus Dustin and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, two legends and rivals going back to their NWA 1980s time, you know, uh, with NWA. Uh, Dusty left behind a legacy no not just in NXT the WWE but in all wrestling promotions. Yes. Yeah. I mean he was brilliant wasn't he Dusty Rhodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, legend in the game. Um yeah. and then massive massive pop for this one as well though wasn't there? The crowd yeah, the, really the, loving this. The
1: crowd were so so behind this match. Yeah, I mean it yeah. really sort of when you notice in this show the crowd started off being into it for the first couple of matches then it started to slow down mm. and then it built up sort of after the United States title yeah. match, when Booker T won, the crowd started to get going yeah, again. Yeah. And these last couple of matches, they uh, they sort of ended it, really. The volume was turned back yeah. up, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, so anyway, you know, in, in this match also, we've got Flair. Um, He would go on to face Sting, eight days' time, in the last Nitro to close the show, and wrestle in the WWE until he loses to Shawn Michaels in a retirement match at WrestleMania 24. So uh, Jeff Jarrett as well, a mm. lot of success since his return to WCW eighteen months prior. He quickly rose up the ladder and won three WCW heavyweight championships on four uh, occasions.
0: Yeah, bit he was a classic heel for that company, wasn't he? I like I, when really I used to liked watch him. it on like worldwide and stuff. He was like the main, the main heel. Yeah. Um, his slap nuts character. I thought it was pretty cool. To be fair. Um, but yeah, I've I've always been a big fan of Jarrett to be honest. Yeah,
1: I made know, a statement know, with the yeah. guitar shots, didn't he? Oh, yeah,
0: the acoustic equalizer looked a bit like Bono, though, didn't he? With his blonde, yeah, like, with them, with them yeah. sunglasses you just on. just said that earlier,
1: didn't you? he? Hated, he did have them Bono glasses, didn't he? I thought he was gonna pop out a with or without you, tune or something. He has got a guitar for yeah, him.
0: yeah.
1: But no, I liked his intro. He's you know, when he came outside, um, he came to the ring, sorry, down yeah. the ring ramp, you know, he had a Bit of um, a firework coming out of his guitar. Yeah, didn't he? he did. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I like him when he's in the ring, and you got the pyro behind. Yeah, that him. always looks cool. That was always a good entrance. He had one of the best entrances in these closing years, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, and he, yeah, he, he was great, and um, yeah, he was one of their big main event stars in the last couple of years, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he goes on years uh, about a year later, actually. Uh, so a year on, he goes to the NWA and TNA to push and take the promotion to great heights. Mm. Uh, Dustin returns to the WWE as gold dust. Then a few years after, appears in TNA in a new gimmick, Black Rain. <laughs> what did you think of Black Rain?
0: <laughs> uh, really strange, to be fair. um, He had Misty with him, didn't he? The rat. Misty the rat, yeah. In a yeah. cage. Where he used to carry it to the ring. Uh yeah, just an oddball, um, oddball character, wasn't it?
1: I'd give it. I'll give him the gold dust gimmick. was yeah, Very yeah. intriguing. Very that was so
0: fresh at the time, though, wasn't it? That gold dust gimmick. It Can was. You think it about was it. fresh.
1: I like. I personally I think he the way he played gold dust and the way he was in that cat as that character, and he was good for the company. He'd Just go and he'd do the job. And yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think he gets the credit he really deserves. I agree. So yeah. I don't think he does not and, and now he's obviously a key part of ADW, eh, I'm sorry, AEW developing and training talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I
1: mean I, I mean I'm really happy that uh, that he he's gone on to do that. I mean, I've always I've always never probably credited him enough and I've no. always thought no. oh well, he's all right, he's all right but the more you get older and the more you see him and you think god that guy's doing something amazing still
0: yeah no I agree
1: so the crowd like you say love this match biggest cheers Uh, it was fitting I mean uh, in the end Dusty Rhodes did a stink face on Jeff Jarrett (laughs) didn't he Uh, and then, Flair,
0: know. Flair. I love it when Flair goes mental. Yeah, don't you just love oh, it. Was, he...
1: Oh, when he goes, when he he gets so wound. Well yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. he? Goes bright red and his hair's yeah. glowing yellow, <laughs> and it's crazy. He, I mean, he had that Hawaiian shirt. Oh on, didn't God,
0: he? yeah. God. <laughs> it
1: was it was crazy, but yeah, Flair, Flair and Dusty just sell that. And the yeah, crowd just yeah. appreciate. They them, loved it, them didn't they? for what they've done for the history of wrestling. Yeah. So anyway, it's main event time. DDP versus the World Heavyweight Champion Scott Steiner. Mm. Michael Buffer is in the centre. Yeah, ring.
0: I completely forgot about the Buff, Buffy.
1: So Scott Steiner beforehand, it cuts a promo and he uh, goes on about how he uh, took out Goldberg or made Goldberg <laughs> retire. Took out Booker T. Took out Sting. Yeah. Nash. And now it's DDP's turn. Yeah. Sid as well. Sid was another Sid, one. Sid, yeah, Sid had yeah. that awful. Uh, he broke his broke his leg, didn't he? And horrible. At, at Sin a couple of months prior. Yeah, horrible. That was uh, that was awful to watch. Very nasty. Um. So Michael Buffer introduces the match stipulations, and it's like a false count anywhere matches. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Pinfalls or anywhere. Yeah. So um, he introduces the wrestlers to the ring. Uh, DDP. Um, is known at this time as the people's champion. Mm,
0: interesting, that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he looked in incredible shape. He
0: did look really good, yeah. He did look really... I did like his entrance as well. I thought his entrance was cool. His attire was cool. He had a really cool jacket on. Um, But, yeah, I've always had a soft spot for DDP, to be fair. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, I actually was very happy to see him in the main mm. event. To yes. say this was the last pay for view You've got them, everybody's gone now, and you're left with DDP. And I was really happy that he was that guy to end the show. Yeah. Because I think that DDP is one of the best um, and most respected wrestlers in the history of WCW. Oh, yeah. You know, he came into it at a very late age and he just kept going and going. Very, very loyal. Yeah. Very loyal. And yeah, that was great. Scott Steiner comes out, and he's just got the biggest arms I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, like huge onions, aren't they? They are, like...
1: yeah. I mean, he's got, like, great big, like, tanger Not tangerines, great big, like, <laughs> grapefruits on his yeah. arm. I mean, they're huge. I mean, he's a... He's a specimen, isn't He's a genetic he?
0: Genetic freak, though, isn't he? Freakzilla. Yeah, Freakzilla.
1: Freakzilla. I Which... love his tiger video on the tiger Yeah, trough. his
0: tiger video is cool. Did He's obsessed. Did he bring obsessed. a tiger to the he ring He did. Once. Yeah, he did once, yeah. With Medasia. Um, with Medasia. So he,
1: he comes to the ring with, with Medasia, doesn't he? And, yeah. Uh, anyway, right from the get-go, the crowd are really into this, aren't
0: they? They love it, yeah. This is it's a big one, isn't
1: it? So, yeah, this is, this is huge. I mean... Uh, DDP is straight to work with his punches and beating Steiner to a pulp. Uh, Steiner sells sells to the crowd in a great heel in great heel fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're top uh, one at this time, definitely the top heel. He,
0: yeah, I like his I like his uh, involvement with the crowd. Steiner, he always gets involved with the crowd, doesn't he? he kind of like shouting at him and stuff. Yeah, like I really.
1: It's it, it, it's it's more that. Yeah, he had his limited move sets, but he he did he let the talk he let the yeah. talking do. Yeah. He he did a lot of good trash talk. Yeah, you know, and he always was looking at the audience, and he was he was very very strong. Yeah, sent a strong message to you know the WCW crowds yeah. definitely. So. Um, they are working uh, their way around the arena, going through the crowd, um, giving the fans a goodwill title match.
0: Yeah, getting everyone involved.
1: Definitely. Uh, DDP lands an elbow drop onto Steiner through the table. Um, that both... was
0: just after they stole that guy's crutches, do you remember?
1: Yeah, <laughs> did they whip him into the guardrail and Steiner... Snatched his crutch. Yeah, like Steiner, like,
0: stole his crutch and then kicked him into the (laughs) guardrail. That was funny. That was a funny bit, that was. (laughs)
1: Um, Both guys get busted open. I have to say, though, I thought this... um, I thought Steiner... His T-bone and belly-to-belly suplexes were, were brilliant.
0: Yeah, I forgot about his moveset, actually. I forgot about his suplexes that he did because he executes them, like, really good. Like, especially his T-bone. Yeah. It's great. And that kind of rolling belly-to-belly that he does, that rolling thunder belly-to-belly, belly I think that's really cool. Yeah,
1: he um, he, he, he... I mean... He has got his limited moves, so it's a bit like a yeah. John Cena style, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, with with your, with your four or five moves. But uh, the way he does them and the way he controls it himself mm. in the ring is very good. Very impactful. So um, Steiner then, it's some key things to point out in this match. She hits him in the face or hits DDP in the face with a world belt. Uh, Page hits a diamond cutter. Um, but Steiner, it's obviously going back, Steiner hits him with a world belt, Paige yeah. kicks out, uh, he's a bloody mess, Steiner gets a Boston uh, Crab on um, on him, but he, he's he's pouring with blood. Yeah, God, he's bleeding absolutely a lot. Absolutely pouring with blood. Yeah, it's all for, over. A, for a second, that moment, I mean, he was absolutely fighting for his yeah. life almost, wasn't he? Yeah. So... Um, Steiner then locks on the Steiner recliner. Page is fighting again. Rick Steiner interferes and punches Page, allowing Steiner to hit him with the lead pipe. Yeah. Um. He then puts him back in the Steiner recliner. The referee has no choice but to stop the match as DDP passes out. Yeah. Yeah. So Steiner retains and beats on him again with the lead pipe, and then that closes the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what did you think? Uh, I thought it was really good, to be fair. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was better, yeah. The matches were stronger. There was a few stupid bits in there. Um, Obviously, like the Stasiat thing and like some other bits were a bit kind of corny. But, um, yeah, I loved the Cruiserweight matches. I loved the early start of the show. And actually really, really enjoyed the main events as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The, the, the three matches for me uh, that were the best was the... Filthy Animals, um, Kidman and Mysterio versus Hugh Morris and um sorry. Kid Kid sorry, beg your pardon going back. Kidman and Mysterio versus E-Lex Skipper or Primetime yeah. and Romeo for the for the cruiserweight belts. I thought Shane Helms and Chavo was was another great yeah. match. Yeah. And then I think thought the main event for me was better than, and it impressed me to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So
1: yeah. you haven't got the big stars there in WCW anymore. They've all moved on. You've got limited time left. I would have probably liked to have seen an appearance by Sting.
0: Yeah, I was missing that, actually. Yeah, that would have been good.
1: That would have been yeah. probably good. But we know he's coming on Nitro. Yeah. We know yeah. that the takeover's happening. But we wanted to talk about this just to end WCW on a bit of a positive high. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it.
0: yeah. Great, great pay per view overall, and yeah, it was uh, quite sad, wasn't it? At the end, I thought, obviously, when we kind of finished watching it, that was the last ever, WCW pay per view.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, but yeah, it's what happens, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: time goes on. Time goes on, but um, we're coming to the end of the show now. Um. So it's been great, obviously, having you guys listen. Um. Next week, what have we got next week?
1: Next week, Ooh. so I'm, I'm continuing on with a bit of more of WCW. We are talking about one of the most controversial figures in professional wrestling history. Okay. and I mean, Everybody straight away will be like, yes, <laughs> I know who it is. We're talking about Eric Bischoff. Oh, wow. So we're going to talk about... Everybody knows about the NWO and everybody knows about Bischoff up until... Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, but we're talking about when he returns to WCW in ninety nine. Obviously, everybody thinks that this this is the dark period in the history of WCW. We've tried to end it with greed on a positive note. Yeah. So we're going from then, talking a bit about his his his, his WWE run as the general manager, and then we're going to finish off with him in TNA. Excellent. So, we're going to run through it, Bischoff. And then I'm also going to talk about why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Try and point across that I yeah. think why it's his time now. So, yeah. So, yeah, awesome. so looking forward to talking about that next week. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listening to this podcast. We've, uh, we've looked at the numbers, and the numbers are looking great on the episode. So, I just want to say a big thank you. And I look forward
0: to seeing you all next week. Yeah, 100%, guys. Um, Be safe out there. Remember to leave it on the map. See you later.